Production. Recorded live. Oh, yes, Jesus is real to me. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. He's real, real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes, he gives me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. Amen. Amen. God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you in the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our redeemer, our Lord and our Savior. We thank God for this another day, another opportunity to come together and to worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, We haven't been perfect, but he has. And we thank him for his perfection. We thank him for his beauty. We thank him because he still loves us in spite of ourselves, in spite of the things that we may do that are not pleasing in his sight. He still loves us. And this is a beautiful thing about our God and our creator. Uh, for those of you that have been worshiping with us, we have been working on our most recent topic entitled one, aiming for perfection, something that as children of God, we have not obtained yet. Uh, we have not been made perfect, but I want to encourage you, child of God, continue to press on. Take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of us. None of us have obtained it all yet. None of us have been made perfect, but uh, we've got to push on and we've got to press on in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We're going to be looking at the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 26, with a special focus on verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26 with a special focus on verse 3. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Once again, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, you will keep in perfect peace those those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Working from our theme, once again, aiming for perfection. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you tonight. We bless your name. We appreciate you, Father, for your faithfulness, for your kindness, 
for your generosity. We pray, Father, that you will speak to us words that will give us insight, understanding. Counsel us, Father, for without you, we are like ships without sails, without rudders, without anything. But through you, Father, we can do all things. We want more of you tonight, Heavenly Father, more of your wisdom, more of your understanding, more of your knowledge, that we might do those things that are pleasing in your sight. Forgive us of our sins and our iniquities, which we have all grievously committed against you in one way or another. And we ask, Heavenly Father, that you continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. These prayers and all others we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, that the people of God say amen. Amen, amen. We look at Isaiah chapter 26. As a song of praise, the nation of Israel had been punished because of their sin. And God was speaking of a day when restoration was going to be made to the nation of Israel. And restoration is a very important concept to us as children of God as the thought or the understanding of restoration can keep us going through some of the most difficult trials. Just knowing that God is going to restore. As children of God, we need to keep in mind that God is going to restore. Regardless of what the adversary has taken, regardless of what the adversary has stolen, regardless of what ground he has gained, know that our God is a God of restoration. And the, the, the writer says a song of praise in that day. And the scripture says in verse 1 that in that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. Isaiah is not wavering. He is not supposing. He is not figuring. He is not reckoning as we should not be. He knew that God was going to restore his people. They had to endure some things. They had to go through some trials some tribulations as we must but at the end of the day he knew his god was going to restore i want to encourage you child of god and let you to know that god is going to restore sometimes the adversary gets to do a lot of things god lets him do a lot of things but in the end of the day god will restore us says, we have a strong city. God makes salvation. Its walls and ramparts open the gates that the righteous nations may enter. The nation that keeps faith. 
we have a very beautiful imagery here, children of God. An imagery of a walled city with gates and 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 that can be open, that can be shut. But we see here that the righteous nation, this this walled city, picture is walled city, and our only ticket in is righteousness. Now, the imagery here is of that of of heaven, because what will get you and me into heaven is righteousness. Not a righteousness of our own, not a self-righteousness, but a righteousness that comes from faith in God. Now, here's the, the thing about righteousness, righteousness of God. It may not always uh, look to man. As if it's righteousness. God's righteousness and man's righteousness can be two different things. Sensitivity to God and 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 hearing from Him and what will let us know the difference between our righteousness and His righteousness. I encourage you to focus in on His righteousness. Because if it is not His righteousness, in operation, then it will be a self-righteous, a hypocritical righteousness. The only righteousness we're to have as children of God is righteousness that comes from God. This is the righteousness that will get us into the city. This is the righteousness that will get us into the presence of God. And a nation that keeps faith, this is a righteousness that stems from faith. God's righteousness is a righteousness, what? that stems from faith because we believe God, because we trust God, because we believe what God has said. That's why we do things this way. Now watch what the Bible says in verse three. You will keep in perfect peace. Now we, we want to deal with that. You will, you God will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. Now, what do we understand here? Scripture tells us that God will keep him in perfect peace whose minds are saved on him. In other words, we keep our mind on God and what God has said and what God has promised and what God won't. He promised he would keep us in perfect peace. God said, I didn't promise to keep you in perfect peace by getting your mind on what the doctors say or by getting your mind on what the critics say, or getting the mind. God said, I will keep you in perfect peace with your minds stayed on me. So children of God, you know, we don't discount doctors. We thank God for doctors. We thank God for their contribution and what God is using them to do. But there comes a time when we have got to check with a higher authority than the doctors. There's a time when we had to check with a higher authority than the uh, uh, the lawyers in the courtroom. There's a time when, when, when God will do things and will cause things to happen and cause things to work that doctors uh, had no idea of, that the, the lawyers in the courtroom had no idea of. You will keep him in perfect peace, those whose minds are steadfast, whose mind. Now, when you have a steadfast mind, in essence, what we're talking about here, God is talking about trusting in him. Don't make no difference.
is what nobody say. A steadfast mind, well, in, 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 in context here, we're talking about trusting what God has said and what God is bringing to my spirit now, a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All of the data pointed to them being burned up in the fiery furnace. All the data, uh, all the people previous to them had been burned up by the fiery furnace. But they were steadfast. They believed what God had said, regardless of the evidence, of the, regardless of the uh, past occurrences, regardless of what the people were saying. They believed in God. And I'm here to let you know, child of God, that when we believe in God just right, he can do some things for us that man can't foresee. We gotta be when we, we look at what the Bible says. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. So if our peace gets disturbed, and whatever the situation or that means somewhere, we didn't keep our minds steadfast. We didn't keep our mind stayed on what God said. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. Let's keep our minds stayed. On what God has said. You will keep in perfect peace. God said look I got the perfect peace. See, what I need you to have. Is the mind that is steadfast. I need to have you believe. God said look I need to have you believing. Irregardless of what they say. Irregardless of what they think. Irregardless of what they doing. God said I need to have you believing. And I will keep you in perfect peace, whose minds are steadfast. Watch this, because they trust in you. Now, that that's where it rolls off the tongue very easy. But who are you trusting in under the sound of my voice? Who, who are you really trusting in? Bible says those who trust in you, trust in the Lord. Sometimes what God will do is he will allow us to go through uh, different situations to get our trust in him. You know, we, we might be saying we trust in him, but really we trust in our job or we trust in the, the our congregation or we trust in our husband or our wife. God will allow us to go through some situations so that our trust will, so that our trust will really, really be in God. See, that fiery furnace, we were just talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. David didn't have none, no other choice. This was a fiery furnace. This one, a uh, this one, uh, gonna get get thrown into the room with a with a matchstick, where maybe they could, you know, if they poured some water, if they did something on their own, they could, uh, uh-uh. they were thrown into a fire. They were thrown into a fiery furnace where they were left with no choice but to trust in God. And that's what they did. And that's what God wants us to do. So he wants us to begin to see situations where there's no choice. There, there's, there's nothing else but to trust in God. See, Trust in the Lord. Look at verse 4. How long? Forever. Trust in the Lord. See, see that, that, you know, and what the Lord is bringing to my spirit is exercise. Exercise is not something we do until we feel like we don't need to do it no more. That needs that's some that's just a part of our life. That needs to be a part of, until we die. That needs to be a part of our life. 
see. Some people do it, uh, you know, if I got to do it or if I, you know, I feel like doing it, uh-uh, uh-uh. Just like trusting in God. Trusting in God can't be something that you, you we do uh, every so often or when we feel like it or when we think. No, trusting in God is forever. Not just, watch this now, God says not just for this life, but God says trusting in me, you need to do that in the next life. So there there are some things, children of God, that we just have to make up in our mind are not just something we're doing when we feel like it. There's some things that, that, that have to be done that are a part, that become a part of our life, trusting in the Lord. Trusting in God is to be forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. God said, look, just like my character, just like my essence, just like my being is eternal, your trust in me should be eternal. God is eternal. Are we in agreement? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, just like God's character, his nature, his attribute is eternal, our trust in him needs to be eternal. Our faithfulness needs to be eternal. Our belief in him needs to be eternal. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it down to the dust. Feet trample it down. The feet of the oppressed. The feet of the poor. So again, it's like God is talking about how he, you know, when we keep ourselves humble before God, and this is why humility is so important, children of God, because it positions us for God to bless us at any time. As long as we remain humble, we can be we can be forgiven, we can be lifted, we can be uh, as long as we remain humble. But the minute we start getting arrogant or the minute we start getting pompous or the minute, then, then, then God starts working against us. So I want to encourage you, child of God, let us remain humble. And you're keeping yourself in a position where God can lift you. God can lift you on your job. God can lift you in your family. God can lift you in your marriage. God can lift you in your As long as we remain humble, with humble hearts, you know, hearts where, where God can tell us something. We're talking about humility before the Lord. We're talking about staying in a position where where, where God can tell us something. Because he humbles those. Look at verse 5 again. He humbles those who dwell on high. We get to a place where we don't feel like, you know, God can tell us anything. We don't have to obey. We don't have to submit to them in authority. You know, then then God be saying, all right now, something's going to happen to him. Something going to happen to her. I might have to get them. I might have to get they. So let us remain remain humble. We're talking about aiming for what? Perfection. Remaining humble is one of the attributes that is involved in in uh, aiming for perfection. Because in our strive for perfection, uh, we've always got to be at a place where God can tell us something. We've always got to be at a place where God can lead us, where God can guide us, you know. Verse 7 says, the path of the righteous is level. 
you, talking about God, the upright one, make the way of the righteous, look at what the Bible says, smooth. Now, you got to be, be wary of bumpy stuff. Not that we don't have some bumps along the way, but, and what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now is uh, our lives are much like cleaning up a house. Our lives are much like cleaning up a house. Not that your house doesn't get dirty or messed up. That, that's a part. If you're living in it, there are going to be times where there are going to be dishes that need to be washed or there's going to be carpets that need to be um, vacuumed or there's going to be neat, windows that need to be washed. But the important thing is that you get these things done. You get these things taken care of so it can get back to a state of what? Cleanliness. Well, sometimes in life, we run into some rough things. There are sicknesses. There are, uh, uh, you know, there are, there are emergencies. There are problems that come up. There, there are things that come But when these things come up, our, our work should be one of getting back to a place of smoothness. Look at what the Bible says. The path of the righteous is level. You, the upright one, make the way of the righteous smooth. Now, if, if your life is just problem after problem, uh, hardship after hardship, difficulty after this, something is wrong. God says, I make the way of the righteous smooth. Uh, being obedient to him, submitting to him, listening to him, God will smooth things out for us if we do it his way. But now, if we don't do it his way, it will be one thing after another all the time. That's how some of you are living. That's how some of you have chosen to live. The Bible don't say the, the, the way of the unrighteous is smooth. It says the way of the righteous is smooth. So the question is, do you choose smooth or you choose bumpy? Do you want your life to be, for the most part, uh, uh, free of, uh, or do you want your life to be filled with a bunch of drama? And what God is bringing to my spirit now was Mary at Jesus at the home of Mary and Martha. Martha was worried and upset about many things. Why? Because she had chosen a path that was contrary to God. It was a a path of doubt. A path of unbelief, a path of walking by sight instead of walking by faith, and it, it manifested in her character. Mary chose a path of sitting and listening to God. All the stuff that might seem like it need to be done, or people think need to be done, Mary said, "I ain't getting, I ain't getting into that with y'all. I'm listening to that God." See, instead of Mary coming over to get into that drama with Martha. At the end of the day, what Jesus said was, Martha, you need to come on and get into this word with Mary. The way of the, the way, the path of the righteous, the upright one makes the way of the righteous. He makes our way smooth when we are, when we, when we're trying to do right. When we're trying to do it on our own, or we're trying to do it according to what we think, we're trying to do it according to the way it's always been done. We're not promised this. But God will, God said, look, I will make the way of the righteous move. My encouragement to you, child of God, if you won't smooth, let God make your way for you. Let God make our way. We don't even have to make our way. Mm -mm, mm -mm. He said that he makes the way 
of the righteous move. It's not even the righteous that make their way smooth. It's God making our way smooth for us. Now, to, 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 to Martha, it seemed like Mary didn't care. It wasn't that Mary didn't care. It's just that Mary understood the secret that God got this thing under control. Mary, Mary understood that God the one that got to make, make this thing under control, not me running around here and there and other. God. God, I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister. It's God that got things under control. What you going to do anyway? What exactly are you going to do? What exactly am I going to do? God got everything, what? Under control. No need to panic. No reasons for panic. No need for... See, some folk that just live in, in lives of one thing after another. And if you're not careful, they'll get you into that mess with them. God has everything. And God said, Robert, I haven't just got everything under control. I've always had everything under control. God bless you, children of God. Heaven continue to smile on each one of you. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristiancernchurch at gmail.com. Check our website at www.archurch.com. Backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 96 p.m. daily. On Talk Shoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our Talk Shoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen.